0: You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics. In all honesty, I'm your host, Maurice Young. I uploaded the first three episodes of the show on July 31st, 2019, and I've learned so much during my time as a podcast host. One of the most important lessons I've learned in showing up every week for this podcast Is that having honest conversations is a skill that can be cultivated but many times we're left to figure out the details by ourselves as sharing what's on our hearts is something that's rarely taught and i've heard from many people who say they've shied away from having honest conversations of their own because they didn't know how to go about it so i decided to create a resource that sheds light on what is often overlooked I wrote and designed an ebook to teach you how to have an honest conversation, and it's now available for you to shop. It contains over 20 pages of insight that can help you elevate your everyday honest conversations. It also has step-by-step guidance on how to start, maintain, and end honest conversations and eight hands-on activities that will support your conversational skill building every step of the way. Tap the link in the show notes to purchase your ebook today and transform the way you have honest conversations. And now, onto the show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another solo show episode of Young Honest Mother the Podcast. As you know, this show is dedicated to having meaningful conversations surrounding all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics in all honesty. But in my now year of sharing honest conversations here with you, I've noticed something pretty interesting. Not many people are willing to share about their marriage. And the narratives we're exposed to can really shape our perspectives on things. And the narratives that are left out of the conversations altogether can also influence how we perceive things. Which is why I think it's so important to have honest conversations about the fullness of what marriage can look like and what we can learn from them and, and how we can grow. For example, as a young girl who was quite enchanted by fantastical depictions of romance, I was convinced that if my love story deviated from the perfect plotline, then something was wrong with me. I honestly thought that I should be striving towards a storybook relationship and in all honesty, I was 22 when I married my husband Carl and I still believed that life was destined to be a fairy tale. But here's the thing, marriage isn't about happily ever after, it's about growing up together. July 31st is a big day in my neck of the woods. In addition to being the anniversary of this podcast launch, it's also my wedding anniversary. July 31st, 2020 marked five years that I have been married to my husband, Carl. If you're curious about what he's up to over in the music world, go check him out on Instagram at Carlos Young Music. But in any case, five years and that feels major. Plus, you know, the combination of. All of these milestones coinciding into one day is enough to make me feel especially reflective. These past five years have most definitely represented an essence of maturity. As husband and wife, we have weathered spiritual awakenings, parenthood, identity shifts, joblessness, depression, suicidal thoughts, co-living with my parents, starting businesses, and so, so much more. Now, you know in listening to this show that I personally feel called to shed light on topics often left unspoken. And I wholeheartedly believe that giving voice to our stories is essential to our well-being. And sharing those stories with others has tremendous capacity to allow us to learn from one another. But in looking back on the things that I've shared here on the podcast or even on my Instagram at Young Honest Mother or my website, younghonestmother.com, I realized I actually haven't shared that much about what I'm learning from my own marriage. So in the spirit of being the change that I wish to see, I'm opening up in today's episode about the five most important lessons I've learned in five years of marriage. So let's dive in. Number one, we can do things our own way. This one has been revolutionary to me. I know the phrase itself seems so simple, but I'm someone who readily adheres to the rules. You know, I innately look for structure and precedents and formats to model myself and my life and my relationships after. And one of the biggest things I've learned in being Carl's wife is that it's okay to challenge the status quo. Just because something works well for one couple doesn't mean that it works well for us. And that idea has radically shifted the way that I approach life in general. And it's allowed me to work together with my husband to figure out what fits us, which then, you know, diving in deeper even still, led us to really sit with the question of who we even are as individuals and as a couple. Um, and all of the insight that has come from this very poignant lesson has greatly influenced these five years of my life. Number two, it's okay to have different points of view. And side note, just because Our points of view may be different. It does not necessarily mean that one is better than the other or that one is wrong and the other is right. This, eh, you know, sounds simple in theory, but um, has taken me a while to be able to embrace some of the things that we do and some of the things that we believe seem to be kind of hardwired into our personality type. For example, when I get out of the shower, I personally like to stay in that steaming hot bathroom cozied up in my towel for as long as possible. I don't like being cold, so to me, that warm, steamy environment is perfect. Carl, on the other hand, doesn't like being hot, so he would much rather immediately exit the room, leave the door open, and cool off. Okay. Okay. Two completely different points of view. And of course, I recognize that this is a very trivial topic. But in the situation, who's wrong and who's right? Well, in my five years of marriage, I've learned that sometimes that's not even the right kind of question to ask. You know, you can't even be wrong or right about temperature preferences. It's just, that's just how I am and that's just how he is and we're different and that's okay embracing this lesson has really helped me to avoid a lot of potential conflict and just realizing that our differences can actually coexist. Okay, moving on. Number three, we are constantly evolving. I feel like there's this misconception that we are committing ourselves to someone. And over time, we should expect that someone to be very much like the person we met and fell in love with and married in the first place. But that's just not possible. I mean, as humans, we are constantly learning, shifting, growing, exploring, and our life experiences can alter the way that we see things, the way that we approach life. And by nature of just being human, we will all change over time. I think for me especially in the beginning I was really wanting to hold on to a version of myself and of my husband and it was causing a lot of internal conflict because I was noticing that I couldn't actually pull that off once I learned to accept that we were constantly evolving I was better able to reconcile the fact that The versions of ourselves that we are today are indeed different than who we were when we met. And I'm glad for that because that means that we have learned and we have grown and we have tried and failed and tried and failed and tried again, but we have succeeded in persevering. And that is so, so important. Number four, spend quality time on his terms too. Okay. I can be pretty particular when it comes to hobbies and pastimes and just what my idea of fun even is. I admit I am quick to invite my husband to watch my favorite show or accompany me to my favorite place or do my favorite kind of thing. And then on the flip side, when he comes back and asks, the same thing of me. I have been really reluctant to try his way of doing things because for me, it's felt unfamiliar and threatening in a sense. I have talked many times before on the podcast about how I'm constantly monitoring myself for the perils of perfectionism. And this is definitely one. I feel like When I am presented with something that is unfamiliar to me, I tend to shy away from it because if I'm unfamiliar with it, I'm not good at it. And if I'm not good at it, then I don't want to be seen doing it in any public way, even if it's just me and my husband. And while, you know, in some strange way that has made sense to me logically, I also have had to recognize that over the years, it's been hurtful to my husband because I am effectively rejecting his ideas and rejecting his way of doing things. So I'm certainly still working on this particular topic, but better late than never. And finally, number five, ask for what I need. I think I probably learned in all the rom-coms that I used to watch growing up, and still do, to be honest, um, that my partner is just supposed to magically intuit exactly what is on my mind. You know, I have this idea that my husband will somehow be able to get me exactly the gift that I'm wanting for my birthday or be able to say exactly the words that I have been craving to hear from him. Well, surprise, surprise. I'm often disappointed when I approach things in this way because the truth is my husband can't read my mind. And he shouldn't have to. I have a voice. I can use my own words to speak up and share what I need, what I want, and um something that did not come naturally to me. I really felt like in articulating what I needed, I was ruining some of the romance of it all. But at the end of the day, it's much more romantic to ask for what you need and then get it versus hope that he somehow reads my mind. And then when he doesn't feel disappointed by it. And there you have it. I'm. Definitely still a work in progress, but I can already look back five years ago to when we got married and see how much we have both grown and how much we've both learned about how to be a better spouse, how to be a better supportive and loving life partner. And um, I'm grateful for these lessons and the many, many others that I'm continuing to learn. And now. I want to hear from you. What's one thing you've learned from marriage? Before we wrap up, I want to share one last bit of exciting news with you. So I'm often asked about how I was able to produce a podcast. Podcasts are such a compelling way to share stories and create community, but it can be challenging to know where to even start. Trust me, I've definitely been there. So I decided to offer up my professional background in digital marketing and social media management, plus my knowledge on how to produce a podcast from conception to launch with personalized mentorship sessions. When you schedule a 45 minute one-on-one call with me, you'll learn how to record and obtain professional quality audio, differentiate your show, connect with guests, establish a lasting digital presence grow your audience, expand your social media reach, and monetize your efforts. In other words, if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, skip the confusion and fast-track your creative process by scheduling a session with me via the link in my show notes. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast, which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother and then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maris Young.